Ellen White famously said, a revival of true godliness among us is the greatest and most urgent of all our needs. In the last decade, revival and reformation has become a catchphrase in Adventist circles. Many feel the need for this process to take place, but how do we go about experiencing revival and reformation as a new reality in our lives? Hi, this is Esther Lowe. Welcome to the GYC Beyond podcast. In this conversation, Janet and Jerry Page join me to share about their passion for pursuing a spirit-filled life. Jerry Page is the secretary for the General Conference Ministerial Association and ministers to the World Church in conjunction with his wife, Janet, who is the associate ministerial secretary for Shepherdess International and Prayer Ministries. Join with us as we discuss how to experience a spirit-filled life. So hi, thank you so much for being a part of GYC Beyond and for being willing to uh, join in this conversation. Um, and for those who are listening in, we have um, Jerry and Janet Page with us. Um, if you could open up and just let us know what you currently do and a little bit of how you got to where you are. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm Ministerial Secretary now for uh-huh. GYC. I used to be President of Central Cal and did a lot of neat things with GYC there. But um, Janet is an associate, and I'll let her tell you what she does. I work with the pastors, spouses, mm-hmm. children, and also prayer ministries. Mm-hmm. So we travel all over the world training pastors and elders and deacons, but we love the big adult conventions where you get to go to them as well in Indonesia and Philippines and Europe. We've just seen GYC's influence mm-hmm. spread so far in all these other countries, and it's such a blessing. So. Wonderful. Yeah. So I'm imagining that for you, um, outreach and evangelism revival is is an important aspect of what you work with. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's life. <laughs> Change our lives, you know. We just our testimonies is really what we give of how God took us from mm-hmm. typical church ministry to the personal relationship with Him being everything. Mm-hmm. So touching on that testimony, just to help others understand how your lives were changed, if you could summarize it, how did you experience personal revival in your lives? Mine really happened to praying for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it happened because a, a guy teaching about praying for the baptism of the Holy Spirit got people to pray for Jerry and I. Mm-hmm. And then we, he was a new conference president. And People took it serious to really commit to pray for their new leaders, and I never thought, big deal, so they're praying. What is that going to do? Because at that time, my life was a mess, and I really didn't even care if I lived. I was real depressed. And it just, two years later, these people, you know, I'd meet them every once in a while at a different church, and they'd tell me how they're praying. Oh, wow. And I'd think, well, that's nice, you know, thank you. <laughs> but I didn't think much about it. But about two years later, just through different things that happened, God pushed me, got me to really start spending time with him. I had mm-hmm. given up. I got discouraged trying to spend time with God. I didn't feel like it made a difference and I wasn't getting anything out of it. Hmm. And I just felt like, you know, what's the use? I just want to go to heaven. I don't really love you, God, so what's the point? But two years of these people praying, I started really seeking God again and really asking for the baptism of the hmm. Holy Spirit in my life. And it's like, it took several weeks before it became meaningful. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Just uh, since God speaking to me through the Bible and just the whole experience, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then God pushed me in to start sharing that. <laughs> and I was a 36-year-old conference president. 
uh-huh. one of the youngest in North America I ever had that kid. Yeah. A very successful in ministry, but I didn't realize my wife would die by my side. Mm. So that's kind of, you know, I mean, I was praying and I thought I was pretty spiritual, but I was not sensitive to my own family. And mm. so then God took us both on a journey of, hey, this is about being, knowing Jesus, being filled with him every day. And so it's mm-hmm. been a wonderful journey the last number of years. Whatever we do, conference president or prayer ministries, women's ministries in a conference to just focus on helping people get connected. If we're connected, mm-hmm. all the other answers come from him. Mm. That's, what That's what we hear a lot lately, but it, it's so true. It's not just to read the Bible a little bit and to pray a little bit. It's uh-huh. about having a relationship mm-hmm. with God. Uh-huh. God of the universe who's pursuing us. It's, just, it's incredible. Mm. So I'm kind of hearing a theme of relationship and prayer that really changed and transformed your personal lives before it transformed your ministry. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, as a young person wanting to get involved more in the church or wanting to have a more personal experience with Jesus, how can I experience revival and reformation in my life? You know, I, and the reason I say this mm-hmm. is it's easy to go to an event like sure. GYC yes. and you have this high and mm-hmm. then we go home and nothing much is happening. So, how can I make that? Last, oh. Oh. It, it does really come down to a commitment of time. Mm-hmm. You know, if we if we don't take quality time, I mean quality time, to be in the Word, to be with Him, to listen as well mm-hmm. as talk, uh, we just rush through. You know, education two sixteen sixty one talks about rushing through His presence, mm-hmm. coming away with our burdens, getting not listening for counsel, not knowing what to do really, and it's about relationships and time with Jesus is what we need. So. It starts with that commitment, and we always talk about that, but it's life is so busy that most people are not doing it. Around the world, we go, pastors, everybody, oh, we should be. We're so busy doing the work. You know, so busy <laughs> yeah. ministering. Mark Finley told me 11, 12 years ago, he said, Jerry, go all over the world. Adventists can probably work harder. We can't finish work by working harder, but we're mm-hmm. not connecting. We have to mm-hmm. connect to the power. And so we're working on our own strength, and Satan laughs at us. So mm-hmm. that's, that's, first is that, and then mm-hmm. you can talk about other well, yeah, a big part of it too then is getting involved, mm-hmm. but getting involved in the way God leads us, mm-hmm. wants us to. It, to me, it's not just oh, how can I be involved? Mm-hmm. It's um, more of what does God want me to do? Mm-hmm. But as you know, if if you don't get involved, you lose your desire to study the Word. You lose the mm-hmm. desire to pray. It's being in, involved, loving acts of kindness, service, witnessing. Mm-hmm drives you to the Word, drives you to God. Pray. The time with God, the experiencing God concept of mm-hmm. He's always at work and the yeah. family and the community around me, it's tempting to take what somebody else is doing in GYC somewhere else, <laughs> somewhere else and stuff it on my territory. Right. But if I really take time to listen, I'll say, God, and watch. I say, God, what are you doing here? Oh, man, mm-hmm. you got this amazing thing going. Mm-hmm. I'll join you in your work instead of me plopping my work on you and asking for blessing. Mm. That's what we usually do in the ministry. Yeah, wonderful. So, once again, it's this idea of spending intentional time with God and getting His vision for what He wants us to do. How about that, and you touched on it a little bit, Janet, about lack of desire entirely. Um, You know, especially as a young person growing up in the church who's maybe second, third, fourth generation Adventist, how do I keep that spark, that interest in God and not just you know, become dead inside? To me, 
kids pleading with God. And it, it's so easy when I go to, to read the Bible, even to this day, you go to read God's Word, it's like those thoughts come, mm -hmm. you know, you've read that before. You know, it's not going to do that much good. Just all these kind of thoughts. And I keep telling people those are from Satan. Hmm. We cannot believe those lies. God's Word is powerful. We may not sense it right at the moment, but there's something that happens to us every time we open that book. Pray for the Holy Spirit to lead us in reading it. Mm. And, and I have to plead with God. Say, Lord, make it meaningful. Help me to get something out of this today, because right now I feel like I'm getting nothing. <laughs> and, but to keep at it, not to give up, but that constant... You know, you hear people make jokes about this or fun of it. Oh, yeah, i got to pray. Uh, but like it doesn't really do any good. But mm -hmm. it really does. If we will persist mm -hmm. and keep after God, it makes a difference. Mm -hmm. and, and a big thing to me is, is uh, journaling. Mm -hmm. Not writing out long prayers. I've never been able to do too much of that, but just writing out short, whatever is the burden on your heart, just in a sentence or two, and underline it, date it, so that mm -hmm. you can come back and see how God has answered. Mm -hmm. And the more I do that, the more I have blessings and surprises God does mm -hmm. that I haven't even prayed about. I may have wished in my heart, and God's just oh, wow. trying you know, to answer. So you mentioned the connection between the Holy Spirit in my life and my emotions. How, what's that relationship look like? Because I know sometimes you feel like, oh, well, I need to have faith, so I, I just kind of put my emotions off to the side. Is that what it is, or is it a bit more practical? What does this Holy Spirit do in my life emotionally? It heals my emotions. Hmm. It, you know, it's, it's the Holy Spirit that comes in and changes how I actually feel. Hmm. Um, it, you know, somebody says something verbally to me that really hurts. Yeah. And you're angry, you want to lash out. And you, you pray, and we say, oh, yeah, we know we pray, but what good does that do? It really does make a difference if we earnestly just keep praying and praying and praying. Mm -hmm. God, I need the Holy Spirit. I need you to change me. I need you to change my, the way I feel right now. I cannot change mm -hmm. the way I feel. You know, you want to kill. You, you just, yeah, you know, hate. You're just terrible. Uh -huh. But God's got the power to really come in mm -hmm. and change those feelings. But we earnestly got to just keep praying and praying until he does. Mm -hmm. And again, I, I hesitate to even say that because so many make kind of fun of that, like, oh, yeah. that doesn't really do anything. You just got to pray. But it does. It will uh -huh. keep at it. I think Philippians 2, you know, mm -hmm. Paul is having this conflict in the church again. People are trying to step on each other for mm -hmm. himself. And he says, you know, um, fulfill my joy by having the same love, being of one accord. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit or lowliness mm -hmm. of mind. Let each esteem others better than himself. We, we can't do that stuff. No. We can't love others better than us. We can't love those that are mean to us. But he says, uh, let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. And mm -hmm. then, you know, that powerful passage there about Jesus, who was God, made himself of no reputation, humbled himself to death on the cross for us, and then God exalts him. Mm -hmm. So this whole idea that the Holy Spirit coming into us is how Jesus comes in. Jesus said, mm -hmm. better I go away, because if I don't, I can't send you the Spirit. And the Spirit mm -hmm. is how Jesus lives in us. He's not, I don't think he be omnipresent anymore. That's the, right. you know, that's the question. But I think it's true that he comes in through the Spirit. So really what we're saying is, how can my emotions change if my mind is Jesus' mind? Uh, you know, so if I mean, he actually makes me a different person, gives me a new heart, soft heart, mm -hmm. instead of the hard heart. And 
when Jesus comes into me, I love like Jesus loves, and I can mm -hmm. take abuse like Jesus, and I don't defend myself like Jesus didn't defend mm. myself, you know, all those things. So, so is, is it fair to say that personal revival is really conversion? I think so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so going back to, there's a book that you mentioned um, yeah. when you were talking about Dwight and his testimony. And what was that book? And can you tell us more about how we can get hold yeah, of that it's book? It's a little, little hundred page book, translated out of the German. It's rough mm -hmm. in some ways, it needs to be edited more even, but it's called Steps to Personal Revival. And this book came to us at the GC. We looked at it, it was, we needed editing and all this, mm -hmm. and it took time to kind of get laid aside, but God has taken it viral. The Holy Spirit has mm -hmm. done it. And, now seven eight hundred thousand downloads and oh, wow. it's still you know it's a little editing done but it, 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 if you press through at the beginning <laughs> it, it's just a simple hundred page book about how to pray for the holy spirit mm -hmm. and what it does to our sins and to our lives and to our relationships and to mm. working in the church and difficult situations in the church you're trying to work through any mm -hmm. of that stuff the holy spirit is the answer mm. when he comes in and our lives change right dwight says i'm having all these providences all these Synchronicities, you know, <laughs> it isn't coincidence, but God just all during the day is saying, Look at this, bring this person, I got this for you. I, right, you know, I believe that's what He wants for us. Where can we get this book? <laughs> well, you can get it on revivalreformation.org. Uh -huh. Scroll down the first page, there's in several languages. Yeah, it's in okay, awesome. 29 languages. 29, yeah, not Holy Spirit's taking this thing for everyone. Well, that's what we've done. No, you scroll down the page, there's you know, um, recommended top resources. Mm -hmm. Click on that, you'll see it there. You can also get it at info about steps to eternal life or something. You can get it from Remnant for two bucks in hard copy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's awesome. lots of places now. He's got a second one, Abide in Jesus, mm -hmm. which is more along the same line, but, but more even more practical mm -hmm. in how-to, the how-tos. Awesome. And Remnant's now published that a hard copy, or you can get okay. the download it on Revival Reformation, get the uh -huh. electronic copy. We've got so many testimonies of lives just dramatically changed from reading that book. Uh -huh. That's wonderful. So you mentioned revivalreformation.org. Um, this has a few few resources or a lot of resources. Lot of uh, we've got hundreds and hundreds now. Melody Mason works with us half time mm -hmm. at GC, and she's constantly just look, that's her job is looking for new resources to put on revival. Reformation. So in the last year, hundreds and hundreds of new ones, lots of videos, lots of sermons, lots uh -huh. of books and materials, and, and so we're, that's what that's what our goal is just to get a lot of resources for word, uh, mm -hmm. prayer witness and spiritual Bible. Wonderful. All right, so taking you back to a local church setting, what about somebody who is, you know, they go to GYC or they go to another event, they have a revival experience, they feel converted, they have this wonderful time and they come back and they want to make things happen in the church, but maybe the church has got politics or something. How do, how do we, how does someone get around difficult church situations to get things happening. Pray. Pray. Even to know what God wants them to do. They want mm -hmm. to do something, but what? Pray. Uh -huh. Pray for God to show them to open the door, but don't miss the boat if it goes by. Because <laughs> sometimes we say, oh, we're praying. You know, it's like the guy on the roof of a house, there's a flood, and uh -huh. he's praying for God to save him, and a rowboat goes by and says, you want us to help you? No, no, God's going to take care of me. And then let the robot go by. You need to be sensitive to what God's pushing you to do. Mm -hmm. It may not be what you want. It may not be what you picture should happen. Mm -hmm. It may be something as simple as cleaning the bathrooms at the church mm -hmm. or passing out the bulletins or whatever. But if God opens the door, step out and mm -hmm. do it. There's so many stories when we were in Central Cal, especially yeah. as president and our prayer ministries and all. 
these women came to Janet one day and they wanted to get a message to me as a president, get rid of our pastor. This <laughs> pastor isn't spiritual, he preaches out of Reader's Digest, he, you know, he doesn't believe in the sanctuary, and they're like, you know, yeah. get rid of our pastor. She said, are you praying for a pastor? And I said, oh, well, we'll pray for them, yeah. <laughs> but Janet said, I want you praying intensely for your pastor. Yeah. And pray for a Holy Spirit filled pastor. Mm. It took a year or two, didn't it? Three years. Yeah, it didn't move. Mm. Three years. Three years later, they came back. Our pastor, we can't believe it. He's dramatically changed. He's, been wow. He's preaching on prophecy. We're going to have evangelistic meetings. I mean, he's a spiritual guy now. He's believe. coming to prayer meetings. So again, <laughs> two or three years sounds really daunting, but we have just seen it over and over again. Mm -hmm. God can change hearts. I know these elders and pastors forgive them, young people, for mm. the way we are many times. And we are compromised many places in the church, but so are we. Mm -hmm. you know, so esteeming others better than ourselves, respecting those in authority, even mm -hmm. when they seem so corrupted or whatever <laughs> Jesus did, others have. Uh -huh. And so we, we pray for them, we work with them. Respect is important. Mm -hmm. You're trying to work with your church leaders. Don't go home, you know everything, and yeah. now you're going to be mad, and you're going to criticize them and tell everybody how bad they are. Mm -hmm. Instead, treat them... Jesus would treat them, mm -hmm. treat them as you want others to treat you, and pray for them, and then go to them humbly and ask how we want to get things going, how mm -hmm. can we help, and take counsel. It's hard because you, mm -hmm. you want to do this, and you know they're doing it wrong, yep. and you think they're compromising. Yeah. We, I know how it is. Our churches are dead, so we're ready to uh -huh. see But um, again, if, if you can even get two or three to mm -hmm. pray, Satan's whole host trembles at the sound of fervent prayer. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, God can move on hearts, He can change hearts, and if not, he will change people. Mm -hmm. He will change your situation. But it doesn't happen overnight, usually. Sometimes it can. In fact, a lot of times if we start getting together and praying, even if it's only one other person, mm -hmm. trouble will break out. Oh, really? In the church. People church. start fighting words. Just troubles will start <laughs> happening, and everybody wants to back away from praying. Uh -huh. And why that all happens, I don't know. I, I think part of it is... Satan's scared. Mm -hmm. He doesn't like us praying because he knows that's where the power is unleashed, so he tries mm -hmm. to stop us. But God's allowed it. Why has mm -hmm. God allowed it? And I'm convinced it's because God works through the trials and problems mm -hmm. to help us to grow, to help us be more converted. Mm -hmm. And if we'll hang in there and not quit, <laughs> you know, I'm finding that a lot of people, when they start reading this book, Steps to Personal Revival, usually problem happens. Mm -hmm. Trouble starts really? happening in their life. And it's Satan's trying to stop him, but God's allowing it. Why? He wants to refine our character's mm -hmm. changes. And the biggest thing is, is we give up. Mm -hmm. We will keep persisting and, yeah, be open to what God... The, the thing about going into the church and saying, hey, mm -hmm. how can I help what? Right. They may get no response. They may yes. get a wall. Uh -huh. It's like people are intimidated or they're afraid of their little positions or whatever. Uh-huh. And so I, that doesn't always work. It, it's worth a try, but to pray and pray, God, if you want me to do something as church, you got to mm -hmm. open the door. But the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we're going to have fruit. And so mm. we can go on in our life, and as God really uses us powerfully to win a soul, to touch a heart, to do something out here, mm -hmm. we don't have to have a position for that. We don't have to program for that. So, mm -hmm. you know, really, if, if a few young people are rocking the world around this pastor, mm -hmm. pretty soon he's going to either leave, die, or, or give up. You know, I mean, right. I, I, I love pastors, and I work with them, but I know that we get cynical, and we get thinking we know everything, and we got to do everything. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's hard, but I just, when the Holy Spirit takes a hold of a person, mm -hmm. she says there's no limit to the usefulness of one who, putting mm -hmm. self aside, not having to be have a big position where everybody think they're great, uh, move forward with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. and work out. Uh, she says 100 to be converted, where now there's one. 
It's a beautiful quote. So what about someone's trying to work in a church like that? They're praying, they experience opposition maybe, and they feel discouraged. What things should a person do to continue encouraging themselves? Um, and how can we move forward without reacting and going into an extreme on, on one direction or the other? There's a few questions packed in that one, I guess. <laughs> well, to me, it's, it's again, just spend more time with God, fast, pray, mm-hmm. just keep pleading with God to show you, what do I do, Lord? Mm-hmm. You, see, you see what's happening here. What do you want me to learn in this? Mm-hmm. God, what do you... And if we keep pursue, persisting and pursuing God, He is going to lead, He's going to show mm-hmm. us, and break open things in ways that might totally shock you. <laughs> And prayer partnering, I mean, in social media and everything the way it is now, yeah. get one or two other people. Uh-huh. Have, have your heart and know what's going on. Pray much for them, for their problems mm-hmm. and your problems. And there's real support in that mm-hmm. if you don't feel all alone in that little church. Mm-hmm. The thing is, if, the, if you get discouraged at all, don't just beat yourself up and think, oh, you know, I, I can't do this, it's not going to work. That's just Satan wants. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> God understands. He understands mm-hmm. us being discouraged. He understands it all. And if we just keep, you know, coming to Jesus, He will mm-hmm. encourage us and support us. Um, sometimes I think we make it so difficult, thinking, oh, I can't keep, I can't ask God to help me anymore, mm-hmm. whatever, because of the way I am. Or, but it's not true. He wants us to keep coming to Him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it is hard, and God understands. You know, like, I, I have a friend who grew up in a pastor's home, a theologian. He knew the Hebrew and the Greek backwards and forwards. He knew every detail of it. He was so good at this, he tutored. Mm-hmm. Kids, uh, you know, not kids, but people in graduate school learning mm-hmm. Greek and Hebrew. And, um, and yet this man abused his daughter sexually oh, wow. until she hit puberty. And, you know, beat up his son a couple of times a week. And both of those kids have mental issues mm-hmm. because of it. God is, you know, working them through it, but it's terrible. Mm-hmm. How can a man who knows the Bible inside and out do that to his kids? And yet, that's not the only case out there. There's mm-hmm. many. And, and you talk, if I talk about this in a seminar, you'll see the heads nodding. How? How can these people who know the scriptures mm-hmm. and all turn around and do this? But it's like Jesus talks about the Pharisees and the scribes. You know, they know, they know the Bible and all, or the, whatever it's called then. Mm-hmm. But they don't know the God of it. And mm-hmm. it's so important that we don't just read Scripture, but that we open our hearts up. God, search me. How do I need to change? What is it I'm blind to mm-hmm. in my life? Because we can read and memorize and know God's Word all we want, but if we're not letting it change us, Mm-hmm. And that's the problem we have in our churches, right. as you know, is we got churches filled with people yeah. who know all our beliefs, but they're not letting it change their lives. Mm-hmm. So, talking about change, letting the Holy Spirit change your life, letting our Bible study change our life, are there some questions that we can ask ourselves to kind of keep on check and, and see what state our heart is in? Is there something that we can pray specifically about? To me, is is praying Jeremiah seventeen nine mm-hmm. a lot and Psalm one thirty nine, there where it says, "Search my heart, O God, try me, mm-hmm. know the anxiety within me." We asked Mark Miller that question for our our committee recently, and he had seven yeah. questions I wish I had him with me, but he basically said, "Am I growing in grace daily? Uh-huh. Am I still having the same sins? 
that I follow for day after day is, is um, am I spending time with God and my family or am I too busy with my work and my ministry? Mm -hmm. Am I, you know, asking questions like that and, and like, do I love the word? Is it mm -hmm. joyful or is it just to prepare for the next thing I gotta talk about? <laughs> you know, he, those kind of things, you know, uh -huh. is, my, is my prayer life really growing daily? So he, he asks himself those kind of questions and if, if you're not better than you were a few years ago or a few months ago, Mm -hmm. then it's time to really fall on your face and say, Lord, help me hmm. not be stale anymore and go forward. So, I don't know, that's from one of our great apostles. <laughs> Sounds very practical to me. Um, so just in summary, I, I'm, I keep hearing like a, the same theme over and over Sorry. again, and that is, no, it yeah. sounds like it, it's the big thing, really, and that's prayer, prayer, and prayer. Am I right? the Holy Spirit. Uh-huh. The Holy Spirit will show you everything you need for what you should do in ministry, mm -hmm. how you solve conflicts in your church or in mm -hmm. ministry, how you, how you deal with people who <laughs> shouldn't be where they are. All that stuff really comes back to having Christ's mind in uh -huh. us, the Holy Spirit in us. So, you know. On that Revival Reformation, we've got handouts that we've, just stuff we've compiled mm -hmm. uh, called Experiencing God. And nice. one of them is the power of the word. And the other one is is hearing God's yeah, hearing voice. God's I think voice. Mm -hmm. But those those two handouts are just something that I was led to do. Just put together mm -hmm. Ralph White's writings and Bible scriptures, because I I don't think we it really sinks in, or else we forget how powerful mm -hmm. and healing God's word is. Mm. And these quotes really I don't begin to have them all <laughs> to be listed there, but just help to re confirm to us. That God speaks to us personally his voice, through His Word, right? mm -hmm. and it also it's Jesus' very life coming into it. It mm -hmm. changes us. We may think, "What good is this doing reading about some war or killings in the right. Bible or Leviticus?" But there's something that happens to us as we're open to God, we're praying for the Holy Spirit to lead us, mm -hmm. that changes us, that fills us with peace and grace. Mm -hmm. And the same is the section about hearing God's voice. Mm -hmm. I never realized God really would speak to me, but uh -huh. he does. He'll lead and guide us. Can you tell me more about that? How how can I hear God's voice? Um, you know, because sometimes we hear this, people talk about it, but is that is that like a new age experience? Or is <laughs> yeah. that is I that know, something that's biblically based? That. Right. And in, in, in that handout's a quote from Ellen White saying to be careful with that mm -hmm. because Satan can disguise himself and make us think it's God talking to us. Uh -huh. But God never goes against his word. It's always... You know, mm -hmm. he won't go against his word. If, if you get any idea, like I had a lady, I walked into her house, and she said, uh, God just told me to leave my husband this morning. Okay. I said, oh, really? <laughs> and she said, yes. And I said, well, is he committing adultery? No, but I need to leave him and because God told me that. I said, but what does the Bible say about that? You know, uh -huh. God didn't tell her that because God doesn't go against his word. Right. Um, so, but there's those, that gray area that we don't know because... You know, it's not mm -hmm. something against the Bible. How do you know? Mm -hmm. To me, you need a spiritual mentor in your life. Mm -hmm. For me, it's Jerry. Mm -hmm. um, it, if I weren't married to Jerry, you know, it might be some woman that, that I know is going to pray first, who has a relationship with God mm -hmm. that I can go to and say, hey, this is the idea, the thought I have. Can you pray with me about it? Mm -hmm. uh, but God is speaking to us more than we realize, I think. In fact, I think sometimes he's yelling at us, and we're just going, oh, if I'd only see that writing on the wall. Well, he is. We just don't want to believe it. Uh -huh. We don't want to obey it. I, I, I do think he's speaking mm -hmm. to us more than we realize. Um, and I don't, uh, for me, a lot of it is through the Bible. The more mm -hmm. I spend time with God in the Word, 
the more I sense that it's God speaking, uh -huh. even just those impressions in your right. heart. So perhaps it's, it's a matter of tuning in, um, getting familiar with God's yeah. voice. And I think often at the beginning, he has coincidences happening in timing. I mean, I'm praying today, Lord, show me how to deal with the situation. And boom, out it comes. Oh, wow. Just about that situation. And it wasn't written for that purpose in the beginning, but you know, mm -hmm. okay, God, I asked you this morning, and I wanted to hear, and then boom, it's mm -hmm. right in the face. But, you know, the part of the reason is that as we try to eat right, <laughs> well, so I want your cancer, have a heart attack. It's not that. It's so that I can hear God's voice clearly. Uh -huh. uh, the reason I want to exercise, get out and walk and do stuff, is so I have a clear mind, mm -hmm. so that I'll hear God better. And the more I'm in the Word, the more I understand and know His voice. Mm -hmm. That when those quiet impressions He puts in your heart, your mind, but it's it's learning not just to have that time with Him every day, mm -hmm. but abiding in Jesus all day long, to stay continually in tune with Him. Keeping the channels clear with your confession. Mm -hmm. Whatever, whatever we do, is it Lord? Is this what I should do right now, or whatever? And mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. No, I, I'm, I'm listening, and I keep once again. It's this theme of the Holy Spirit and keeping our hearts open through confession and through asking for forgiveness and through spending time with Him to get to know Him more. Um, yeah, I just want to thank you so much for the time that you shared with us, um, and I appreciate just. That reminder again to take our hearts and our lives and our problems and to center it all back on God instead of trying to deal with it in our own strength. Well, just know we, we praise the Lord for you, GYC leaders, yes. and what you're doing there because around the world we believe God's raising up that Elijah mm -hmm. young people in the Father's hearts. And it's happening. We see it in yeah. so many different divisions and countries, and so and GYC is about a big part of that. GYC is so important, so important. It's mm -hmm. not just going to meetings and one event a year, it is changing young people's lives right we see so many go into leadership ministry because of gyc it's true yeah thank you very much thank you for spending this time with us it is our desire that this episode has sparked a greater passion in your life for a meaningful experience with jesus